0: Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. I am delighted to have Linda Rosak burton as my guest today. She's the author of Gratitude Heals. It's my favorite journal, absolutely my favorite. It's part book, part journal, and all inspiration. You should know that Linda is the founding partner of DRW. It's a firm that specializes in the development of positive cultures, positive leaders, and engaged employees. Linda is credentialed through the ICF, International Coach Federation, and the NeuroLeadership Institute. I am just delighted to spend time with my friend, Linda, today. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Joanne. Welcome, welcome to, Welcoming here is wonderful. I want to talk about how we develop grateful hearts.
0: Will you start out with giving us your definition of gratitude? Right.
1: I use probably one of the more well-known definitions, and that is that it's an affirmation of goodness and a recognition of goodness outside of ourselves. We also define it as an emotion. Uh, Roman philosophers defined it as the virtue of all virtues. Mm. And um, positive psychology has identified it as a strength. So that's kind of the foundation that I use when I define gratitude. So what do we do to develop a grateful heart? Yeah, I love that term, grateful heart. I have a meditation um, recording on my website, and one of the things that I suggest people practice is putting their hands on their heart first, and being grateful for this life-giving force that all of us have. But it really is, there's some spiritual connotations to a grateful heart. It is a choice. I always start with a choice. We have a choice whether or not we practice, and if we choose to. And it's a cultivation of our practice, and it really broadens our vistas. It opens our hearts and our minds. We're able to see more of the abundance that we already have versus the scarcity, what we, what we have what, instead of what we want. And so there's this um, there's a healing process, obviously, but the heart and the mind together really broadens our horizons. And and looks us at as at the wholeness of of ourselves. You just said
0: something that we do in yoga, putting our hands over our mm-hmm. hearts a lot, and, and other things that draw our attention to the heart space. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, that's what I thought about when you said that. Yeah. As you just mentioned about focusing on what we have versus what we want, mm-hmm. that must that I think is particularly difficult in a culture where we are constantly pushed to look at what we want and to go after what we right. want and to, you know, we see other people posting what they have on right. all these social media platforms. Right. So it can make a person
1: very, almost covetous. It, it does prevent us from finding ways to be grateful because we feel that, um, what I, I'm grateful for what I have because so-and-so doesn't have that. Or I see what someone has, so I must be really losing out on something. And it's, it really puts us in a, um, a frame of mind that isn't healthy overall. And it keeps us trying to get to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. And we know that that's not how we get to happiness and enjoyment and joy in life. That it's not what rung we reach. um, It's not who we surpass. It's really how we view the world that we live in and what we can be grateful for.
0: So if a person is new to the whole concept of gratitude and new to even thinking about their blessings, how do they start
1: and then how do they stay on track? Well, starting it can be reading on, up on the different types of practices and, and then to decide what really, what's the first type of practice that seems to fit well into your daily routine? And, and the, the practice is what we begin to mold into our daily activities. If we are more open to setting aside a particular time of the day, of the week, and really, I really recommend setting an appointment on your calendar so that you are aware and reminded of, there's, there's a time that I've set aside to practice gratitude. The, the benefits of gratitude come from the cultivation and the sustainability of our practice. And that's why we call it a practice right? Sometimes we fall off the horse and we have to get back on. At the, no, there's a no judgment zone in gratitude. So, if we set out to, to use a particular type of technique to practice gratitude, and the next thing we know is we've missed a few days or we've totally forgotten about it, no judgment, just start all over again. There's not a loss of anything. You certainly don't have the gain that you could have by practicing on a more regular basis. But it's not something where someone should say I'm just not good at it because I think there are ways of working it into what we do rather than making it a to-do list or, you know, a chore that we have to do. You said something
0: that I've never heard you say before. You said that there are different practices or ways of practicing. Will you talk about that? Well,
1: there are several ways that um, first came about. One is the three good things practice. And that is to look at three good things that we're grateful for, three good people that we're grateful to have in our lives, and then to consider why we're grateful for them. How have we benefited by having them in our life? Why is that meaningful? And what are the possible sacrifices that an individual may have made on our behalf? So it's it really that's my prescription. I call it my prescription for really identifying what we're grateful for. So it could be the three good things. It could be journaling um, and being very free-flowing in what you're writing about. It can be what we now call an awe walk, walking outside and looking at everything that comes before your eyes and expressing why you would feel gratitude for that. Right, so it really is a practice that I think we all need to take a look at. What really fits with my with with who I am, what works for me may not work for someone else. And I think we keep trying it. If we find that we keep keep falling off that horse, and want to get, then to take a look at switching it up a little bit. Okay, trying another practice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. That's interesting. I had never heard you talk about the different practices. I remember hearing you talk about the three things, but not about these other practices. Now, you talked about falling off the horse. Mm -hmm. Are there things that we can do
1: to stay on track, to stay on the horse? Yeah. Well, as I said, scheduling time on the calendar. Mm -hmm. Also visual cues. What are the visual cues that we can put in our home or in our office that reminds us of something or someone we're grateful for, you know my practice at home started with putting a whiteboard up on the island in the kitchen, and we wrote out, "I am grateful for," and before I knew it, you know there would be the the kids would be over, they would be filling out what they're grateful for, Mark, my, my husband would be doing it, I would be doing it, so it became a part of our ritual mm-hmm. um, and it, uh, it really did create that habit that we've been able to sustain.
0: As we think about this time that we're in right now with this pandemic, what do you say to people who say, I am having a hard time yeah. feeling grateful for anything? I've had loss, um, human loss. I've lost my job. I've lost my sense of identity. And, you know, just lots of loss. What do you say when people
1: very sincerely are struggling? Yeah, I get it. I get that. I hear that a lot. I understand it. Um, and it's, it is somewhere where I, where I think a lot of us go at some point in time. So think about it on, on two different levels. One is that there's this barrage of negative messages, right? We're fighting a war on the virus and there's social injustices and healthcare disparities. And on top of that, as you just mentioned, the personal toll, the family dynamics that have shifted, the financial decisions, all of that and the brain only has finite resources to handle the stress and anxiety. So practicing gratitude gives us that time and space to minimize the threat that we feel and, and kind of take that deep breath and think of one good thing that we've experienced. And the, and the more that we do that, the more that we can recognize we're not denying the negative events, but we are creating a, um, a way of healing and dealing with the, with the difficult memories.
0: I like that you... It's not an all or nothing equation. I like that you really call attention to the fact that we're not going to pretend it didn't happen. Right. And we're still going to acknowledge the things that we're grateful for. Mm, um, Little things and big things that we're grateful for. So what's the payoff? Like... Okay, so I'm grateful, and I keep this gratitude journal. And <laughs> yay me! What's the real payoff? Well, yay
1: me! Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually look at gratitude as preventive care across a lifespan. Mm-hmm. From the the health and well being perspective, our physical, mental, emotional health, all of those areas improve with our practice of gratitude. But then there's also the, the side of humanity that I think gratitude really connects us with, the relationships, the, the, the search for what's purposeful and meaningful in our life. So that, uh, that goes across the lifespan, and I think that there are, are um, this great deal of vitality in life, satisfaction in life, the health and well-being cannot be denied. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we view the world differently when it is across the lifespan, when we know that there are connections that are really, really important, whether it's in the neighborhood, the broader community, certainly at work. Hmm. I like that. And I like the fact that this is a a skill or a competency
0: that will carry us throughout yes, the indeed. lifespan. Indeed, yeah. But This isn't does. just for a person at a certain stage or a certain age. I like that.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So as we wrap this segment up, what are three things that you want us
1: to be sure and remember? One, that it's a choice. Okay. Two, that once we make the choice to practice it, that we, it is a cultivation. Think of tending a garden. And that we need to put time and attention to it to reap, the benefits. And there's going to be days where we don't have to water the garden because we've had plentiful rainfall, but then there are days when we really need to put more attention to it. And, um, and to be kind to ourselves, I, I definitely believe in self-gratitude practices. Mm-hmm. What strengths, what, what gifts do we have that we are grateful for, and how do we bring that to the world, and, and how can that make a more meaningful life for ourselves and others? I want to do one more thing as we wrap up. You said that daily,
0: we ought to, or one of the practices that you mentioned is the three things that we're grateful for. Right. So today is May 19th, 2021. What are three things that you're grateful for?
1: I'm grateful for this time with you. That's top of the list Um, because thinking about it all week, thinking about it this morning and um, being, feeling quite joyful that I can share this with you and spend this time with you. The second thing is I really do look at how my family has um, been there to support. We've been there to support all of us through this time. Um, And it wasn't even a a question. It was we just knew what to do, how to pull together, how to support those people that were not as, as positioned as we were to weather the storm. So my family um, is certainly always going to be on that list. And then the third is my own health that I'm very, very grateful for um, because I've seen it. We've heard it. We've witnessed it in many ways. And um, it's really not something we can take uh, take for granted. No. So huge gratitude for that. Yeah. My
0: three things, you just yeah. ended with my first thing. I am so grateful mm. for health. Right. Um, I do not take it for granted. I know that it is one of the biggest blessings that God has given me. So health is first. Mm. Um, I'm grateful not just for family relationships, but for the family of my heart, not just the family Mm. of my blood.
1: That's beautiful.
0: And those relationships, all of those relationships mean so much to me. And I'm grateful for the resilience that God's given me to be able to retool during the pandemic and establish a virtual presence, to be able to retool and just do other things. And I, I know that that's resilience. So those are my three things that I'm grateful for today. Excellent. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for being a part of the Michael Speaks podcast channel. My pleasure. The book that Linda has written is called Gratitude Heals. You can get it on Amazon and you will love it. There are so many things in there that you can do to create or improve your own practice of gratitude. If you'd like to hear even more from Linda, she has been a guest on the Smichel Speaks YouTube channel. So look for an in-depth interview with her there. Thank you again, Linda. Thank you so much, Joanne. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar.